0: what's up you guys welcome back to another episode of the stella ray herself podcast new episodes every thursday so don't forget to subscribe turn on notifications join memberships for early access to podcasts follow on apple music i don't know if you can follow on spotify and of course don't forget to share a screenshot or an aesthetic picture or boomerang of you listening on your tv in your car on your hot girl walk etc i love to see where you guys are when you're Listening, and even if you just reposted, that means so much to me. Thank you guys so much, especially for the support and love on last week's episode. I had my first, I feel like my first real guest because all the guests I've had in the past have been friends. I had a therapist on and I asked her some questions. So, if you guys haven't listened to that, I would definitely recommend that you do. She had a lot of good insight on. Just so many things that I talk about and that we discuss, you and I discuss on this podcast all the time. So it was just very validating to just know that, you know, a lot of what I talk about is legit. (laughs) But then also just for me as an individual, you know, this is something I've loved to do for so long, even before I ever had an actual podcast, I just loved... talking no but I told you guys before like I had a radio like quote unquote radio show I would like record radio shows on this little tape cassette player when I was like 10 years old 9 10 it was just a really cool experience for me to feel like I was a peer to somebody who obviously has so much more experience than me who is older than me so to just feel that respect from her and to just have such a good time oh my voice that might happen today y'all it was just really cool and i was nervous about it i wasn't super nervous i wouldn't say i had anxiety about it i was mostly just nervous about everything going well technologically um because it was my first also virtual guest but the first time i would had anyone ever call in and i just wasn't really sure exactly how i was gonna do that I do wish her audio was a little better because I did in fact forget to tell her to record it like from her phone or something on her end. So all of that was just recorded through my mic and I didn't even realize till like after we finished and I was like, oh my God, like I was wearing headphones. What if it didn't actually capture any of what she was saying? Thank God it did. Like, thank God. So at least like I was just like, you know, at, at fucking least I tried to like audio... Like, corrected it as much as i could but bitch at the end of the day i'm not an i'm an audio engineer i'm just a quaint girl so not that quaint girls can't be audio engineers but you know what i mean like i'm just not one so anyway i just really appreciated all the support on that and even beforehand when i was talking about you know on my story how i was kind of nervous just so many of you reached out and said, you know, like basically wished me well, said that it was going to be great and that you believed in me and that just meant a lot to me. So thank you guys so much for your support. I definitely want to have more guests on soon because, you know, once you do one, it's like you just know you can do it. But yeah, that was last week's episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, go ahead and do that. Beverage of the day, check. Everyone comment down below your beverage. Um, I'm having a Grande cold brew with one pump of cinnamon dolce syrup, a one pump one pump of pumpkin sauce and a splash of oat milk it's so good it's just like lightly sweet the pumpkin cream cold brew is just a little i get it without the extra vanilla syrup so i just get it with light pumpkin cold foam but it's still just like sometimes a little too much so this is a good way to get that pumpkin infusion in the whole coffee and it's just not overly sweet so if you want to try it try it and bitch it is hitting like I was so tired earlier and just like, ew, this is such a waste of a day, like SMH. And that just really did what it had to do. Like, I love that. I love when the caffeine just hits. I know I've probably said that a million times, like, especially on this podcast, but it's just like, it feels so good. So we're doing the podcast a little later in the day than I normally do, but I'm glad because if I had done it earlier, it just would have been like, I would have been tired and not a good time. I'm so excited because I finally got a new book from the library And it's just been a while since I read, and I don't know why. I definitely want to end the year strong, because if you guys remember, at the beginning of this year, one of my resolutions, I don't even really remember what my resolutions were. I know I wrote them down, so I have to check. It's like getting to be that time of year, y'all. Like it is that time of year where we need to check in, and like, I don't know, like there's still time, you know, to accomplish goals or at least start goals, so we're on the right track in January. Um, so definitely check in with yourself, even if you never made resolutions or anything, just like, ask yourself, what do I want to, like, where do I want to be at this time next year, you know, or where do I want to be at the beginning of this upcoming summer, you know, because this is just such a good time to plan, especially with mercury retrograde, we're going to talk more about that today. My mom sent me this like in depth article about this specific Mercury retrograde, so I'm excited to go over that. One of my goals this year was to read more books, so I finally got my ass back on Goodreads and have been tracking. I did their little yearly book challenge thing where you can set how many books you want to read. I just did 12. I was like, okay, like I have not been reading that much, but you know what really helped? And I know I've told you all this, so some of you already know, but getting a library card helped so much. I because- <laughs> That might be like, duh, for some of you. For some of you, maybe not, though. I don't know. Like, I grew up going to the library all throughout my childhood, middle school, high school. I was always in the library. I was such a reader. As a kid, I was always in the advanced reading group. Like, I mean, you can probably tell. But like, I would read for fun. Like, that was my entertainment. I was thinking about this last night. Why was I reading Sylvia Plath in eighth grade? I don't think that's like... (sighs) normal. Like I, why did I read the bell jar in 8th grade? Like I was like 12. And I was like, yeah, this was good. But yeah, I think just moving to a bigger moving to a big city and I guess just becoming an adult, like I definitely read but it just was never the same. And then it was always like, oh, I have to buy the book to read it. Like I don't know why I'd never got a, li- a library card, but it was just like, oh, it's like I don't know. They, part of me was like scared to go i had like anxiety about it and i was like oh my god but then i was like bitch i want to read more so i got a library card and now i go to the library and i've never heard of anyone going to the library so just kidding but like since when do the infant the la influencer girlies go to the la public library let's start a new trend they really have so many resources there and a lot of books and you can put the books on hold so you don't have to talk to anybody except for when you go to check them out. Somebody did message me and say, I inspired them to get a library card. So I'm so proud. My mom would be so happy to hear that. And just like, oh my God, this is so useful. I can read all these books for free. I don't have to buy them. And like, I mean, some books are worth buying and owning, but it's like a lot of books, especially if you don't know the vibe of a book yet, you know, you're just gonna read it once and it's just gonna sit around And unless you, like, have a library in your house or, like, whatever, it's like, bitch, we live in small apartments. We are going to move soon, probably, most of us. You know, this, like, if you live in a small apartment, that's probably not where you're going to live for the rest of your life. So it's just, it can be kind of annoying. It's like, if these books don't even mean that much to me, like, I'm just lugging them around. Like, right now, I have all these. I mean, a lot of the books I own, I do, like, I'm glad I own them. But, bitch, some of them, it's like, I shouldn't have bought this. Like, now what am I going to do with it? Like, you can't really resell a book, like, for that much, you know? Get a library card because you can read so much more. I am already, like, double over my book goals of the year. I don't know what book I'm on, but definitely did more than one book a month this year. So, period. Current book, after all that, current book is Communion by Bell Hooks. If y'all remember, one of the first books I read this year was All About Love, by bell hooks and it was around valentine's day as well i feel like a lot of people were reading it on social media that was a really good book so i wanted to read this because i saw somebody talking about it on tiktok and i was like oh yeah i've been meaning to like read another one of her books oh i've been been meaning to read another book in general this book i'm only on the fifth chapter it's already so just validating and relevant i feel to So many of the the things that I talk about on here and that I, and just as women that we go through and experience trending topics on social media, you know, those annoying podcasts. Maybe you're annoyed by my podcast sometimes. That's fine. But like, you know, the specific vibe of like the annoying podcast, like, because it's not even just like the bro podcast. It's like when the girls get on and start like saying the same bullshit as the bros. That's like, ding, ding, ding. It's just, it hits everything. And it's so easy to read and just digestible. There's like a reason why, you know, she is such a renowned author, you know? So this book is Communion, The Female Search for Love. So it starts out by talking about how When we're born as girls into this world, we're, you know, taught from a young age that womanness and femaleness isn't enough, and that it's kind of to be looked down upon. And we're always kind of like, striving to attain that love, especially from men and men in our life because of patriarchy you know because in patriarchy we are taught that a man's opinion is like the most important and the most valuable and like oh my like if only I had that like that approval that love like then I'll be complete and then she talks about her own experience growing up and how she grew up in a very traditional patriarchal household where you know her dad was the head of the house and she wanted to go away to college and he was like no, you're not gonna leave Kentucky to go to California. And she was like, I'm gonna go. This quote really stood out to me. There's like a few that I wanna read to you guys, but this says, men who oppressed women did not do so because they acted simply from the space of free will. They were in their own ways, agents of a system they had not put into place. Yet our compassion for patriarchy's abuse of men was not as intense as our passion for female agency and our will to gain social equality with men. So that's so true, because, you know, all this talk, especially recently with all these male podcasters and just these very extreme, like, I don't know, misogynists, basically. You know, all this talk of, like, the alpha male and, like, oh, what does it mean to be an alpha male? It's, like, everything they basically say is just exactly the patriarchal definition of like what it means to be a man a strong man like a powerful man and so you're just kind of going along with society like you're like they're all for like oh like don't be a sheep like i'm a lion in the sheep's world whatever the fuck they say But they're literally doing, like, exactly what society teaches them. Like, society teaches men, like, this patriarchal society teaches men, like, to not show emotion, to not be, because it makes you, you know, weak, assert power over women, and to be big and strong, and this and that, whatever. It's like, that's just patriarchy. Like, if you truly, I feel like, were a strong man, like, you would be able to be vulnerable you'd be able to be in touch with your emotions like you would be able to just allow yourself to fully be yourself and not like as a full person human being and not like this super extreme harmful idea of like what patriarchy has a man to be because yeah patriarchy is harmful for men too it's more harmful for women. <laughs> a lot of men, not that this is like an episode about men, but just <laughs> to finish this point, um, I just retweeted a tweet. This man tweeted, where is it? I think he deleted it. But it was something along the lines of like, I'm so sick of seeing all these men repost. They're like, oh, as a man, you just have to suffer in silence. Like when there's so many resources available. And I think I've talked about that too. Like I remember when there was this specific post circulating around the bros' IG stories. Like, nobody cares about us and how we feel and like blah 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 it's like okay valid but like the tone of the post was very much like kind of blaming women subtly like oh you don't care about us and it's like baby it's not like the fact it's not like women don't care about you or how you feel i mean maybe some women in your life <laughs> generally don't but like That's like patriarchy. It's like you're so, like I literally remember talking about this like when it happened. You're so close to connecting the dots. Like you're almost there. Because yeah, you feel frustrated. You feel like you can't open up to anybody. You can't, you know, be your full complete self. Like maybe, you know, you had men in your life when you were younger. Tell you not to cry. Stop being a bitch. Like, you know, not even men. Like just anyone. Um, Like a lot of men just grow up like that. And it's like not safe to express. I feel it's not safe to express how they're feeling. They are so out of touch with their like emotional body. So anyway, that takes a lot more strength. Like moving towards that takes a lot more strength than like being this extreme. Like I'm such a masculine alpha man. You know, like that's just you're going by the playbook. Like you're just doing what society and history has like taught you like it's not very fun and fresh just my thoughts on that let me know your thoughts another paragraph i found to be super relevant just especially with all this talk about celibacy and a lot of women choosing to be celibate i don't know like i wonder what the actual statistics on that are because it's like yeah i feel like we see a lot of i mean if you're for you pages like tailored to that we see a lot of women talking about celibacy but i wonder what the actual like nationwide numbers are like if it's actually a trend or if it's just like our bubble that we're in (laughs) um men who wait men so she i think this is in like the 60s so she's talking when she like went to college 60s 70s so she says men celebrated our sexual liberation But ultimately, many males revolted when we stated that our bodies were territories they could not occupy at will. Men were ready for female sexual liberation if it meant free. No strings attached, but were rarely ready for feminist female sexual agency. This agency gave us the right to say yes to sex, but it also empowered us to say no. I think that's low-key, like, the difference of, like... Like, remember the early Call Her Daddy days where they were just... Or just, like... That whole idea of like, oh my God, like it's just so empowering to like have casual sex. It's like, that's part of it. But then it's also like the power to say no. And I mean, that's a whole, not a whole different conversation, but kind of a different conversation. She says, I remember the look of sheer disbelief on my partner's face when I told him that he needed to understand that if I did not want to have sex for months, that was my choice. And it should be clear that I was not responsible for meeting his sexual needs. Even though he thought I I had lost my mind, he agreed in principle that I was right. While it became more acceptable for women to say no now and then, it was not acceptable to say no for any significant amount of time. An individual woman in a primary relationship with a man could not say no, because she feared there was always another woman in the background who could take her place a woman who would never say no. Bro, like the fact that that was back then, I mean, not that it's like so long ago, but you know, just the fact that we are still having these conversations now, like I know you've seen, maybe not, (laughs) did you see those podcast clips of like those women, or maybe it was like one woman being like, yeah, like you need to be there to satisfy your man's every desire or he's gonna cheat on you and leave you. (laughs) And it's just all about the man and the man's like needs. And, like, not about you at all. And, you know what's so funny is, like, <laughs> love a good Real Housewives of New Jersey. And so I was, like, oh, my God. Like, Melissa Gorga, who's one of the housewives, wrote this book about how she keeps her marriage, like, so hot and sexy. And, like, oh, my God, how she just remains, like, hot and how they just remain, like, whatever. So I was reading reviews for it on Amazon, and it was literally exactly that. Like, it had such... had a lot of good reviews because people are fans of her but it also had a lot of bad reviews like one of the main words like you know when you go to amazon reviews and there's like the standout like words that people use a lot one of the like i think it was literally the first word was marital r-word and people were saying like yeah basically the whole premise of the book is like just you have to give it up for your husband whenever he wants it and then he'll do like what you say and he'll stay around because you're satisfying him. Versus if you don't, then he's gonna like lose interest. He's like, whatever. So <laughs> like, um, like, bro, this is marriage. Like I don't want it. Something else that stood out to me about this book was the next chapter about work and love. It's also relevant. Cause you know, I know you bitches love to retweet. Not everyone specifically. I know bitches love to retweet the like, oh my God, like, why did we decide women should work? And I know people are joking, but this is why. Um, My sister, like many women, felt isolated and trapped by domesticity. As the children were growing up and leaving home, she was the one who had no world outside the home. Naturally, she found this depressing. She also feared she was setting a bad example for her daughters. So I think she went back to school and started working so this also meant that she no longer was present to cook and clean for everyone and to service their every need and initially they were quite pissed off while she persevered it caused her considerable considerable emotional anguish not only did she face emotionally alienating her family but also she feared harming her family even though in time they all adjusted and found their family life enhanced by the presence of a working mom who was not always angry and depressed For a long time, they were not supportive. While women agreed that work outside the home could be as much drudgery as work inside the home, almost everyone acknowledged that having a job gave a measure of independence and autonomy. What the fuck? Increased self-esteem and the possibility of new interests. However, bitch, only women who made large incomes were truly liberated by work. These were the women who did not have to work the second shift when they returned home, so they could hire caregivers. A cook, a housekeeper, a nanny, and so on. Partnered women who made smaller incomes found that it was the man in the house who benefited most from these changes. He had less economic pressure and less responsibility. Often, women felt so guilty about working outside the home that they worked even harder to create the perfect home. Also working outside the home did not mean that women were no longer financially dependent on men. In many cases, men who previously contributed income to the household held on to their money and women's wages were spent for the household, thus eliminating the possibility that her newly gained economic clout would transfer into actual freedom and power to demand equality or escape male domination. Single working women benefited the most from increased opportunities for women in the workforce. Newly working women with husbands and or families often felt that life had become harder and more difficult. To them, it felt as though a feminist insistence on work as the road to freedom had been a betrayal. Prior to the large scale entry of women into the workforce, men often claimed that working hard took too much energy, that they were drained and could not be expected to give emotionally when they came home. Now, women were working, most often doing a second shift, like household chores and whatnot, and we were still expected to give love. Balancing work and love, doing a fine job at both, many women began to expect more from men emotionally. When it came to the realm of heterosexual romance, we wanted to give and receive love rooted in sharing and mutuality. At the end of the day, it was infinitely easier for men to make way for women in the workforce, to do some if not an equal portion of the work at home, even to take on a more primary parenting role, Than it was for them to give emotionally. So I'm super excited to continue reading this book. But as you can see it's just super relevant. And I feel like provides like history. I'm just so excited to be reading this. And I feel like this is definitely a book that I'm going to purchase. But yeah I hope she has some answers. Because it's just kind of like depressing you know. Like and especially just kind of taking some time off from dating. And like really talking to anyone. It's like you do realize first of all how like fucked up past situations were and then also just like how I don't know how less stressful it is when you're not around men but honestly like I think I want to say that but it's honestly just brought up a lot of like anger in me because it's just hard to bro it's just hard to be around men like period and this is kind of like shifting subjects but I'm sure a lot of you can relate Baddies stand up There's this certain vibe Fuck, I just saw a TikTok about it too, but I've like seen it talked about before and bitch I've experienced it. But like there's just this certain vibe of like when you're a pretty girl, when you're hot people men especially only really see you as that. And I mean, just in general, you know, men, a lot of heterosexual men see, a lot of men see women just as objects or just as whatever role they kind of assign them to be. We're rarely seen as full people to begin with. Even if like you're somebody's mother, wife, girlfriend, whatever, it's like you're normally seen as that. I feel like especially for wives and mothers, you know, especially just traditionally, historically speaking. And, you know, like this book says, that's why it's it can be hard for a lot of women, you know, when their children grow up and then, you know, they're like, wow, who am I? Because I've just had this role for so long. And it's like, no, I need to find myself again. And I feel like probably some of that is just normal, like life changes and stuff. Like, oh, now I just have more time for myself but also it's kind of that societal like shift like you are only a mother you are only a wife like you must have no other life or personality or hobbies outside of that or else you're selfish and you're not giving enough to your family or your husband or whatever if you're hot (laughs) guys will want to talk to you for like the status of it and like i heard somebody put it as like the experience of it like we're already objectified, but then especially when you're hot, like guys, we we'll want to talk to you just because you're hot and it's like, oh, like, yeah, I can have this like trophy or like I can check this experience off my list of like being with this hot girl or this type of hot girl or even just this type of girl, whatever. And like, I don't say this in like a, I don't know, like I'm just being so hot, like pretty privileged, so hard type of way. But I've definitely found that I think especially being in LA maybe and just being on social media and having somewhat of a following and I feel like in the past I've definitely kind of I mean if you just look at me like I I do have a specific look um and I feel like just in the past my Instagram was a little more targeted towards the male gaze and a little more just a little more like looks focused whereas now I feel like I realize that And just as I've done more TikTok and stuff and just that realization, I don't really want men on my page. So I'm going to make my Instagram just aesthetic, more just outfits and like, I don't know, just less male gaze, more my personality, more funny shit from my TikTok. And like, I'm not just going to worry about like, oh, being an IG baddie in every photo, you know? So that's like a change that I consciously made because I'm like, I don't want men on my page. Like they're ruining the vibes. (laughs) Ew, I don't not want them here. Um no, but literally recently, like every time a random man follows me, I like remove them as a follower. <laughs> or like I'll go through who watched my story and if it's like a random man, I'll literally I'll remove them. Or like especially random foreign men, you know, the ones that like DM you the creepy shit, I will block them immediately. And bro, also in doing this, I've noticed just the amount of like the sex bots watching my story. And just how much it fluctuates it's like is that people creeping on you for real because i had like so many the other day and i was like bro you blocked all i really feel like at this point in my life if i was not doing social media as like a career and like i didn't have y'all like if i was just like a random i would like not i don't even know if i would like use ig because i don't really like people in my business (laughs) like So if I wasn't, like, posting, like, because I'm, like, oh, I want to keep y'all updated, you know, I want to, like, post my podcast, I want to, like, get the tea on, like, what are your guys' thoughts on this or that, like, it's, like, I don't think I'd just be, like, posting my life just, like, for fun, like, it's just, like, ew, I don't, sometimes when, especially people I know watch my story, it, like, weirds me out, and it's, like, even if it's, like, it's not weird, it's not, like, tea, it's not, like, oh, I think this person's, like, watching me for a reason it's just like kind of like ew just the realization like people are watching this i don't know but yeah like just that vibe of like oh they just kind of categorize me as like oh she's like an ig girl so like i want to talk to her because of that because i like grew up following ig girls and now maybe i'll get to be with one <laughs> like i feel i i feel like i've experienced that before from guys And, like, not all the time, whatever, like, like I said, like, it's not like I'm trying to, be like, it's just so hard to be conventionally, like, have some conventionally attractive features. But you know what I mean? (laughs) And, again, in general, men just want to, like, categorize us often. So I'm just, like, very grateful to have the mindset and the tools that I do have and to just learn what I've learned because I can smell bullshit from a mile away and I just I feel like I've seen it all heard it all as far as just like bullshit goes you know so like I will sense the bullshit one of my favorites this hasn't happened recently probably probably because I've just like posted my personality more but like you know when guys are like oh my god like I just didn't expect you to be so funny like i didn't expect you to like like this was so long ago bro but like i just remember like using a meme and like a guy was like so like taken aback by that or like he acted like that like and it was even then bro like i knew oh my god you're not like other girls like you actually have a personality you're actually so different i just love talking to you because you're just like not like other girls like these girls are just so stuck up and then I was thinking, like, i probably give off a stuck-up vibe, like, in public, like, just in general, like, especially the gym. And I'm trying to remember if anyone ever, like, told me that. Like, I'm not sure. Like, people have probably said it behind my back. I don't think anyone's ever said that to my face. Because if you talk to me, unless you're, like, literally a random man who's pissing me off, like, I'm very nice. I actually have heard that once from my instagram though like it was like a friend of a friend and they were like oh yeah like before I met you like I thought you were gonna be like just more like stuck up and mean because like you don't smile in your photos and I was like well now you know it's just like very odd and you just have to really not care what people think about you and it's like when you're real and you know the vibes Like, when you follow the therapy pages and you know, like, okay, I am being direct. I am being myself, true. I'm standing in my truth. I'm standing on what I say. I'm doing what I say I'm going to do. I'm being direct. Like, I'm being direct with people. I don't care what you think about me. Because there's none of that room for, like, oh, like, I'm unsure. Like, I don't know what I feel. I don't know what I think. So, like, oh, my God, what if they know what I think? What if they know how I feel and who I am? It's like... When you know who you are, or at least just like what what your values are, what you stand for, it's like, I don't care because you're either going to get it or you're not. And I feel like I'm truly at a place now. Not that I would say I was ever at a place where I like would say, oh my God, I drastically didn't know who I was. Or I drastically like was so like, oh my God, worrying about what other people thought of me or were saying about me. But I just feel so strongly now that I don't care, literally. Like, I actually feel that. And it's kind of, like, nice. It's like, you either get it or you don't. And I feel like a lot of it is just, like, what, what's helped me is just <laughs> being less afraid. Practicing saying no and practicing, you know, standing up for myself. Listening to my anger. Like, if someone angers me, speaking up about it. Um... And then it's like, you just get better at that. And then it's like, bro, if you do something to piss me off, why would I care what you think? Or like, if you're a lame in the sense of like, oh, you're like, say I value honesty. And if you're someone who has shown to me that you do not value honesty in whatever way, it's like, why would I like place any importance over or on your opinion of me So, I don't know, we're like talking about a lot of different things here, but just like some thoughts. So yeah, I think that just takes time and growing into yourself, um, but yeah, I hope this book has some answers, man, because I'm always like, I just feel like, bro, I really just feel like I'm gonna be like alone because like, ew, these guys just don't get it. So until we have some kind of societal shift, it's like, I don't really see this happening how can i be gay my bitch is homophobic mercury retrograde in libra and virgo as mercury retraces the zodiac terrain from 24 degrees of virgo to 9 degrees of libra personal material in need of deeper engagement will become excavated bringing opportunities for insight that can catalyze significant growth and foster breaking out of stuck patterns as part of the process however we may need to return to long-standing issues in need of release, reworking, or reintegration. After passing through a phase of purification that will be especially intense leading up to Mercury's union with the Sun on the September 22nd equinox, we may experience renewal on the other side. This retrograde journey will mine the underbelly of idealistic dreams to aid us in examining how to build a more solid foundation underneath for visions for creative expression and the growth that have been developing. By questioning our beliefs and being willing to consider where we are misleading ourselves with illusions, so the full moon in Pisces, <laughs> if, you, if you couldn't get that enough, by the end of Mercury's retrograde, we will be able to realize what aspects of our future visions are too idealistic and lack grounding in practical potential. The awareness that we can access through Mercury retrograde can help us transcend rigid parameters of duality by swinging wildly at times between extremes of perception and a continual process of oppositions it's necessary to embrace being in between states and forms during periods of mercury retrograde and while it will be possible to bring matters into definite form in some situations we will need to accept the flux of formlessness and fluidity recalibrating our perceptions and decisions in accordance with changing conditions mercury retrograde periods can be excellent for in-depth research in general but during the initial phase of mercury's retrograde passage We can get especially powerful results when breaking free from stuck patterns and old habits, as well as when releasing ourselves from aspects of our past that need to be burned off. The closer Mercury gets to his conjunction with the sun on September 22nd, the greater his capacity will be for the putification and purgation... I hope I'm saying that right, y'all. Of the past, we will also become aware of new opportunities for growth that can emerge from the composting of past dynamics. Even though periods of Mercury retrograde are characterized in popular astrology as signifying communication mishaps, myths, mishaps, and breakdowns, the intensified presence of Mercury during its retrograde in actuality can lead to breakthrough conversations when both people are committed to engaging and working through whatever trouble is present within relational dynamics so i will link this article down below because there's like a lot on here like (laughs) if you're into more just like a little more real astrology less fluff no it's definitely not like just like a front a fun and fresh fluff though like it's very like if you want to know the exact transits on each day and how they're going to affect you and like a bunch of stuff like not that it's super like oh my god this is like crazy so advanced but it's just like very much in depth. So if you're interested, I will link it down below. Shout out to my mom for providing us with this. But basically this Mercury Retrograde is going to be just like so same. <laughs> I bet you didn't think that was gonna come out of my mouth. This coffee is so good, y'all like it. He put his whole star bussy into this. Oh. I don't know why it's like, <laughs> sorry. I apologize on behalf of that. Um, Okay, last thing I wanted to talk about was this TikTok I saw this morning. I woke up at 5 a.m. today, like, for no reason, like, and I was so tired. It was just, like, ew. Anyway, so basically this girl, and this is not, like, critique of her at all, but I just wanted to talk about the situation. So basically this girl made this TikTok where she was, like, oh, like, my homie friend asked me to hang out. And like, I low key have a feeling that he thinks it's like a hangout hangout. So I'm going to dress like a bro and I'm going to wear my dad's cologne. And like, we're just going to see what happens. So I think they're just like talking in this car for a long time or something. And then she's like, oh, I have to pee. And mind you, this is like late at night. But apparently he had, a- he had asked to hang out earlier, but she didn't know what she was doing. So she waited till she had no plans. So they were hanging out at like 11 p.m. at night. Red flag. But then she was like, oh, I have to pee. So he was like, oh, do you want to pee inside? And she was like, yeah. And then she was like, oh, red flag. And then, so he's like, oh, like, let me just make the lighting nice. And she's like, oh my God, he's going to turn on the red lights. Um. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to leave in like 20 minutes. And then he tries to, he. so she tells him, I'm about to leave in 20 minutes. And he puts a movie on. So then she like, luckily, I was like, oh my God, please let this end. Good. So luckily she was just like, I'm actually going to leave now. And she left. And then apparently he was texting her like, or, like, said something before she left. Like, oh. But I think while they were in his room, like, he started, like, talking. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know, I just liked you for so long. Like, blah, blah, blah. So, just, like, a few thoughts. Um, I guess, number one, most obvious. Listen to your intuition. Um, If you get a feeling, like, oh, I think this is what this is about to be. Like, I honestly just wouldn't even put myself in that position and she and that's not like i do not say that in like a victim blamey way but it's just like if there's one thing i wish i could have like learned i guess when it comes to like dealing with men and just life in general bro like if i have some kind of like inkling beforehand it's like i wish i (laughs) just didn't give in to my curiosity or like oh well let's just see how it goes because you're usually 100% right um so that's not to say something bad happens to you that I'm like well maybe you should like no but like just as advice to myself like <laughs> it's just like bitch I wish I didn't go like I really wish I just like if you have an inkling that you're usually right so just keep that in mind. Also, um, Something that kind of came to mind as she was saying, oh, I'm going to leave in 20 minutes. I feel like I learned this this year. Emphasis. If you start thinking that, that means you want to leave. So just leave. Because I feel like it's almost, and again, this is not like about the girl at all. Like I'm just using it as an example because I just feel like I related to it a lot. I feel like I have kind of realized this year that that's like a people-pleasing like reaction almost or what's the word like it's it's people-pleasing because if you are like oh this is uncomfortable I'm gonna leave in 20 minutes why wait at all because like you'll feel less rude if you give them like they want to hang out with you so you'll feel less rude if you like okay well I'll, I'll give them 20 minutes like no unless it's like your best friend is crying to you about a guy or something where it's like not that serious. Okay, like I'll be there for you as a friend, but I'm going to put a limit on this. Or, oh, someone needs to vent to me, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there for them, but I'm going to set a boundary with a time limit. Like unless it's something like that, if especially if you're with like a man, bitch, and you start getting those thoughts of like, I'm going to leave soon. Leave then and there just you don't even need a reason bitch like just the fact that you are thinking that alone and i think i was talking about this like recently but it's just like bro if you like things don't have to be dr- going dramatically bad and wrong or you don't have to be in a dramatically unsafe horrible situation to just leave like if you're not having a good time you can just leave and if you're like well it's not a, a good time but it's it's not a bad time when you're with your best friend, are you thinking things like, I'm just going to leave in 20 minutes? Like, most of the time, probably not. You're probably not even like thinking usually of the time because you're just enjoying your time. Like, if it is truly you're having a good time and this is a good place for you to be, this is a good, you know, yes, I should be spending my life here at this moment with this person. Like, you're not like having this kind of like, oh, I should probably leave in 20 minutes. Or like, oh, how am I going to get out of here? Or like, oh, like, fuck getting a bad feeling <laughs> so that alone just as soon as you start thinking that it's like mm, i should probably just go don't people please don't you know i'll give them 20 minutes no you leave that sorry something came up i gotta go or sorry i have to go i'm really tired i'm just gonna go i'm gonna press my uber actually i i mean depends Sometimes it's like nice to just request your Uber and then say you're going because then you have the excuse of like, oh, I'm out the door. <laughs> Otherwise, then you have to like wait unless you want them to request your Uber if you're with a guy. But sometimes the best thing is just to get the fuck out of there. Don't rely on a guy for that because that could also put you in a bad situation because like what if he doesn't request your Uber or he's like, oh, I'll request it in 20 minutes. And then 20 minutes turns into an hour. An hour turns into all night. If you had just requested your own, you could have been out of here, you know? Also, just like PSA to guys, especially, bro, especially if you're dealing with somebody who's like your friend, quote unquote, I just would not have that conversation in that situation. Because if you get rejected, what's your plan? The bitch is at your house on like sitting on your bed in your room whatever the case may be in like a non like oh we're about to hook up way at least maybe he thinks that oh my god but it's just like do guys do some guys not like read the room dude one time oh my god so one time (laughs) this is just like what's reminding me of my friend and i were hanging out with these two guys the guys didn't know each other so we were originally with one guy who was like our mutual friend and then we went to go pick up like my dude it it was like a really like it was odd like it was like kind of someone i was talking to but we had never really hung out but i was like oh guys like let's go pick him up so we went to pick him up and then i think we were going into the grocery store or something so me and my dude we're like sitting in the backseat together. We go in and then my friend tells me that the other dude outside is like confessing his love to like his love of me to my friend as I'm like with this other guy in front of his face and it's like, bro, I thought we were homies <laughs> now. And like, at least he didn't do it in front of me or in front of my dude. But, like, and, like, this was never my dude, by the way. That was the only time we, like, ever hung out at. Like, it was weird. Um, He was just, like, weird. But, like, time and a place. Come on. Like, and why are you telling my best friend that? Like, it was just so, bro, timing, please. And, like, I get it, you know, if you really like someone, maybe you're nervous around them or something, like, you're not always thinking rationally, but that's why it's good to just make a plan beforehand of what you will and will not say. <laughs> just like, why would he do that? Like, it was so um, But yeah, so that was just kind of like my little inkling, my little like learning lesson from that girl's TikTok. Just as soon as you think, yeah, I should probably leave in 20 minutes. Nope, leave now. Are you people pleasing? Do you feel bad that you're cutting it short? Too bad, because at the end of the day, 20 minutes is not going to make or break. It's really not in that situation. So, like, if you want to get the fuck, get the fuck. Bro, there's just so many things. There's so many, like, traumas that could have been avoided if I had, like, just left. (laughs) If I had just left as soon as I felt like, oh, this is, like, awkward. This is weird. This is unsafe. And, again, like, things do not have to get to the point of, like, drastically uncomfortable or unsafe or horrible for you to just like leave like you can just leave if anything text your friend say call me with a quote-unquote emergency or even just make something up look at your phone oh my friend needs me I gotta go like bro at the end of the day it's like just get the (laughs) fuck so and it's people pleasing like that was my realization of the day like oh my god when I do that because I've done that so many times I'm people pleasing. Oh my God. So yeah, it's just like, you know, we can just be aware of it. And now the next time we think, well, I'll just leave in 20 minutes. No, if I want to leave, I'm doing it now. Anyway, so that's all I'm going to talk about today. But thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I will link my Goodreads down below. I will link the article down below. I will link the book down below. I will link the TikTok down below. So make sure you comment down below. (laughs) Rate the podcast on Apple Music Even if you just select hopefully five stars, you don't have to even write a review if you don't want, but I would love if you did, but you can even just rate it and post this on your story. So I, and tag me so I can repost, retweet, all of that. And I will talk to you guys next week. Love you guys so much. And I will see you then. Bye everyone.